Everyone loves a well-performed duet. And now, rock legend David Lee Roth has teamed up with some of your favorite easy-listening artists on his new album, Love Songs, The Voice, The Duet. Who can forget this timeless classic with Anne Murray? I cried a tear. You wiped it dry. I was David Lee Roth <laughs> with all of your favorite soft rock artists just in time for Valentine's Day here's David with the Carpenters we've only just begun to live <laughs> 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 Elton John You lived your life like a candle in the wind Oh yeah <laughs> When the rain set in Love songs, the man, the duet, the new album from David Lee Roth. Pick it up today. The ticket. You know what's going on in here in breaks? So I'm sitting here. He's on Fart Hub, isn't he? I'm sitting here studying. Look at him giggling like a little kid. I've got my glasses on. I've got my notepad out. Yeah, like prepping, doing some yeah. hardcore sports research. Yeah, I had my phone. I was calling sources. Yeah. Throughout the the different leagues, trying to you know get a scoop. I was just tra- maybe. I was translating a lot of the ESPN stories of the day into Spanish. Oh, you were. Yeah, I was smart. What's he doing? So, I didn't know what he was doing until I heard opera music going on. So I'm like, wow, it's kind of weird. I guess we're doing an opera segment later now, on. Now I can't see what he's actually doing. I can just hear. What is go- coming from his iPad. Mm-hmm. And it's this very beautiful music. And I was like, wow, maybe Mike's turning the corner and he's becoming more cultured. Then I hear the very distinct sound through the opera music of people farting underwater. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my. And I look over at him. And his head is bobbing back and forth at about a thousand RPMs. <laughs> laughing. Laughing his ass off. Red faced. At underwater farts with opera music. <laughs> it's like a 
It's like an 11-year-old boy got his first iPad. <laughs> yes! And is discovering the internet. What are you watching? <laughs> why is it, how did why? you find this? <laughs> I don't know. I was just looking around. This is so weird. Where did you find that? With that's on farthub.com. <laughs> he is an eighty-five-year-old man. Yeah, with the mind of a baby chimpanzee. <laughs> Laughing at underwater opera farts. It's funny, for God's sake. <laughs> underwater opera farts. Yeah, that's what you're into. <laughs> oh my God. Would never seek out something <laughs> like then, that. And then, oh, he, sure you would. And then he slowly turns and notices me looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I turn and look at him, and he's. I look like your dad, didn't I? Yeah, like I've like been busted. A look of disapproval. At, staring at me like, the hell. <laughs> That what the hell's look from him that I've seen so many times before. <laughs> oh boy! All, All right, farthub dot com. <laughs> I know you clearly. Do. What was that? That's one of the farts it's a lawnmower. on, on farthub dot com. <laughs> There's plenty you can download. Oh. Ticket. I missed the first part of this because I didn't set my DVR. Oh, man. I got in on it about, uh, I don't know, 10 minutes or so late. You didn't miss much then because the beginning of it was set up by Jimmy Kimmel and Norman Lear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to make of this, really. I didn't know how I was going to like this. Wasn't quite sure what they were doing or why there was a need at all to revisit this and do this thing in this way. In other words, Corby, I was skeptical. Mm-hmm. We're talking about? We're talking about the reinvention of All in the Family and the Jeffersons, which was on ABC last night. Well, long story short... I got home, turned on the TV, and within about, I don't know, 35 to 45 seconds, all of that skepticism vanished into the air. And I was all in, and I loved it. So this was Jimmy Kimmel's idea. Jimmy Kimmel went to Norman Lear. Norman Lear is the man who created All in the Family. He created the Jeffersons. He created Maud. He's a he television legend. Sanford and Son, Chico and the Man. I think he did all that. He came yep. along in the seventies and moved television along along the trail, a long exponentially. Way toward, yeah, exponentially toward leading up to what it is now. So Kimmel reached out to Norman Lear and said, "What would you think about trying to do something like this?" And Lear said, "I'll do it, but we got to get you know good actors involved." And and Norman Lear's ninety six, by the way, and he was a big part of the show last night. Norman Lear is 96 and looks better than me. It's weird how good Norman Lear looks. Norman Lear is 96 and more with it than any of us. Dude, I mean, we can only hope. Yeah, we can only hope. 
That is unbelievable Number how one, sharp that guy is and how good he looks. It's one thing to live to 96. It's one thing to look like that at 96. It's one thing to live that long, look like that, and have your brain in that kind of shape. Wow. Like, perfect. What a man. Doesn't he look seriously like he's about maybe 70? Yeah. I mean, like, maybe. It's weird. Yeah. Well, anyway, they ended up pitching this idea, and from what it appears... People jumped on this from the very top floor of Hollywood because... If you notice the, who the producers were of this, it was Will Ferrell and his buddy. Adam McKay? Yep. They were the two producers for this show. That's a good way to get things started. Yep. And they, they got contacts. Oscar winners, Emmy winners. Grammy uh, winners. Uh, yeah, exactly. Grammy winners. It was a who's who cavalcade of actors that joined in to do this live performance, which I thought was very ballsy, to do a live performance of an original episode of All in the Family and an original episode of The Jeffersons. Now, did you see how the two tied together? It was the end of The Jeffersons on All in the Family and the beginning of The Jeffersons yeah. in Chicago. Although yeah. those two episodes aired two years apart. Weird. Yeah, the All in the Family episode aired originally sometime in 1973, and I believe the Jefferson, Jefferson's episode aired sometime in seventy. Okay, so that was the first time. All right, that was the first time that George and Archie actually came face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And then they had two years of that together. Correct. And then they moved on. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, they got they got actors Woody Harrelson to, uh, to play Carol O'Connor's iconic role of Archie Bunker. Marissa Tomei played Edith Bunker. Ike Barinholtz, the other white Ike besides my kid... Uh, to play Meathead, to play Michael. Great I, Ellie Kemper. Yes, played Sally, mm-hmm. the daughter. Or not Gloria. Sally, Gloria, Sally Gloria. Struthers. And Wanda Sykes played Louise Jefferson. Jamie Foxx played George Jefferson. <laughs> uh, Anthony Anderson played uh, George's brother. Henry. Henry. And uh, who else am I missing here? Oh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell played Tom. Tom Willis. Mm-hmm. Carrie Washington played Helen Willis. Hubba. Hubba. And how about Marla Gibbs, the original Florence, playing Florence? That that made the whole night, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that that was the perfect cherry on the top of it all. Yeah. And so they recreated the, this these two episodes exact, word for word. Exact same sets, exact same costumes, same exact script, same everything. scripts. Just remade these shows to detail as best they could. Oh, my God. I, I would watch this. If they brought this back, even if you had different actors, I would watch this every effing week. It would be the best thing on network television. So let me ask you guys this. There are many different ways we can go, but are we saying this because, you know, I mean, basically these two shows, when I came of age, and you too, Mm -hmm. Danny, when we became of TV age, All in the Family was the number one show on TV and I would sit there and watch it with my parents. I didn't get it, didn't you know. I, I didn't, but I knew who Archie was, and I knew who Edith was, and I, Meathead. And, I loved the interaction between Meathead and Archie. I did too, um, but I really didn't get it. But obviously, you come to know it. And there's, and then the Jeffersons really, when that started, I understood that. Yeah, and it was great because I was eight years old. Um, but are, do we feel this way about this? Because I loved it too. I thought it was so cool because of the nostalgia factor. I think that's a, a great part of it. I wonder if you could modernize the writing a little bit 
and represent it as it were as it was last night, I think that it could work. The thing is, though, the social commentary from both these shows, and you're talking about two men, and it it look the brilliance of this was was shown in a in a two minute clip when Archie and George Jefferson first met each other because these are two bigots. Yeah, these are two a white and a black bigot, one hundred percent. They are each other's equal. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that was the brilliance of that show of pitting these two men, these two neighbors against each other. Of of the spinoff show, all of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, Archie hated the black man. George hated Whitey. Right, and that I mean that was it. Right, uh, but you know you see these two guys and the way that they they behave and in the, the the commentary is so biting and all that, and it totally translates to de- to today. But could you pull that off? My like, my question question was millennials or younger younger people that had never really heard of or seen the originals did they tune into that last night and think it was good i don't know i'd love to know i mean for us because this could just be a big big nostalgia there's a whole lot of nostalgia there for me but i don't know and, and i don't know maybe this is part of nostalgia but within mere seconds of watching this i was able to put myself back in that place and i was affected by what I saw last night the same way that I was when I saw the original of that. I mean, it hit me just the same way. You, you had to, you had to move on from the actors because they didn't. They didn't pull a Sopranos and get a bunch of unknowns. These are, I mean, Woody Harrelson as Archie Bunker and Jamie Foxx as George Jefferson. Those are heavy hitters in the industry. So you had to get past that. Mm-hmm. And George Jefferson. The way that George would walk and talk, the you know that that Sherman Hensley, the the actor portrayed this guy as, it was almost like in the beginning Jamie Fox was doing a parody mm-hmm. of it. He took it up a notch, you know. But after like, like you said, after like a minute, I'm I was in. all in, all and in. I thought he did better a better job than almost anybody, if not the best job. He sounded like him. He yeah. acted like him. He looked like him. That crazy wig that he wore, was dude. Perfect. That wig looked badass. <laughs> I'm telling you, I got lost in it. I, I got so sucked in. I'm watching this going, this is the best network television that I've seen in 20 years. It was so yeah, no, I, good. I did, too. I did, too. I just got totally drawn in, totally put back in that place. And I kept trying to, you know, jerk myself out of the nostalgia realm and view it a little through a little bit more of a critical eye and ask myself, okay, is this really good I know. I think it was, man. I I think it was, too. I mean, the conclusion I came to was, yes, this is really good. The dialogue was biting and and funny. And even the campy, corny jokes that we'll play here in a minute were were really funny in context. The nostalgia side of it, to me, was... Look, I'm guilty of it. It it drew me in. Like, when when Archie was mad and going to leave his own house because they were going to have the Jefferson party... Because Edith had agreed to have the party over there, and he's getting up to leave, and he puts on that damn plaid coat yeah. and that hat that he's always wearing when he goes to the bar. It's like, oh my god, he's got the same coat. This is so cool. And the I chair know. was identical. Man, the sets, the sets were, were perfect. Man, that got me more than anything detail. is the sets yeah. and, and seeing that house again or that duplex and seeing the Jeffersons' apartment and. Look, I think a lot of it is nostalgia. I know. A lot of it is. And, you know, in, in 30 years, if there's some sort of, I don't even know what you would 
you know how you would do this again but those Brady Bunch movies were pretty pop- popular, and that's kind of what I'm talking about doing, is modernize the comedy yeah. a little bit, get the writing a little more edgy, a little more biting, a little more relevant to now, but keep it the same. Make yeah. it look the same and have them those characters take on the same personification that they had in the 70s. Yeah, and you know the, the nostalgia was one thing. We all got sucked in there, but you also saw and were reminded once again why that show was so important, why yeah. those shows mattered what they were saying did you i mean okay from someone who who you know was watching tv long before that was it just completely jarring and shocking to hear people talk about those types of issues yeah, there, on fluffy wuffy television there had never been anything like that i mean cuz they tackle everything yes, the, in politics, those two episodes racism, yes, sexism. Yes, but to do that and to make it funny the way they did and to build it around those incredibly nuanced characters you know and and develop those characters and just develop the whole plot up thread line of the character thread line and everything like that yet still the message was there all throughout it i mean it's remarkable i mean the things that they said to they dumped so it was the word for word script mm-hmm. and they had to dump t- dump something twice which they were prepared for obviously yeah, they bleeped out the n-word twice on the jeffersons there were two n-words i do i not yeah. remember that or am i, I just like that. do i push that aside no, and we dumped it no too. We it wasn't it a big died. deal back then i remember that i guess not i mean it was coming from george yeah so you know you can get away with something like that but not, not him. him no <laughs> he would have been in trouble unfortunately uh, but yeah, it was the just everything about it is just so edgy, and the sad part is, and Norman Lear brought this up at the beginning and the end. Man, it's today. Yeah. Nothing's changed. Yeah. We are fifty years down the road, and it could have been something you put on modern uh, clothing, and you replace Nixon with Trump and. It's the same yeah, stuff. You would, you would think that now you would see something like that and you just kind of pat it on the head and say, oh, that's cute, little buddy. But no, it's as meaningful and as significant and important as important today as it was then. Yeah, it really, really and the is. the message was the same. 